hey, hey, what is up, spiritual hooligan? A couple days ago, I introduced you to the four parts of the rapid enlightenment process. And um, one of the ones that I talked about yesterday was the hidden motives to survive. Today, I want to deepen your understanding of this phenomenon, and I want you to, to learn how to take back control of your experience, to reduce the negativity, quiet your mind down so you can feel at peace more often. My name is Matthew Ferry, and today I am bringing you your daily enlightenment. It's your time to pause, slow down. It's time to get connected to enlightened perspectives. I want to help you to quiet your mind, restore your peace. So we're going to start by taking a deep breath in together, and I want you to hold it as long as you can. Then I want you to close your eyes if you can, and if you can't, don't worry about it, but just keep taking these long, slow, deep breaths. Really get into a chilled, meditative state with me here, and then I want you to repeat after me. Please set the intention for enlightened consciousness to flow through, to experience purity of my own consciousness, and to know that all is well to embrace life, people, and circumstances exactly as they are. Please set the intention to release my need for things to be different, to practice total and complete acceptance of all people in all situations at all times, including myself. Take a deep breath in, hold your breath, connect with the idea that all is well. Just keep taking these deep breaths and I want you to just ponder these ideas. Now, for me, when my mind went silent back in 2006, there was this experience of overwhelming joy. And there was also this crazy, you know, sort of simultaneous, deep, perplexing new set of things that I became aware of. You know, it was both present to the beauty and the grandeur of life, people, circumstances, mind-blowing, but I was also jolted by the awareness of the underlying filters that influence all of us. I talked about it in the last video, greed and grudges, hatred, victim, illogical rules, humble, traitor, pride, resistance, lazy. These things like overwhelmed me. It was like I had x-ray vision and I could see into the fabric of consciousness itself. I didn't quite know how to make any sense of it at the time. But I began to notice the quality of consciousness that people had, not their words, not their behavior, but what was motivating the words? What was motivating the behavior? What was motivating the thought process? What was motivating the, the framework that they were operating in? And I got to tell you that when you're not distracted by the mind and its incessant desire to analyze everything and make up stories, you begin to notice very subtle energy emanating from people. It's not something you can really explain, right? It's sort of like people are little radio stations transmitting their hidden motives to survive. Now, over time, it became apparent to me that the hidden motives to survive were really throughout all of consciousness. It wasn't just humans, but plants displayed these behaviors. Animals displayed these perspectives and these frameworks. When the motive was present for a human being, it would trigger an unconscious reflex of the drunk monkey. I had been studying the drunk monkey and thinking about the drunk monkey for decades before, but I was, I was trying to figure out how do I get that darn thing to stop? And this was a revelation because the non-stop chatter of the drunk monkey is the effect. It's not the cause. It's the effect 
of the mental disturbance and the negative thinking. So just take a deep breath in with me now and I want you to really take this in. Hold this breath. The non-stop chatter of the drunk monkey in your head is the effect of the hidden motives to survive being active. The drunk monkey's negative thinking is your biological mechanism's response to the perspective that something is wrong and th something is needed, right? So thinking is needed, strategy is needed. Thinking is a survival system. And it's really given human beings a, a incredible advantage. But now survival thinking is becoming outdated. You are the next evolution of human beings. You're not in a survival situation. The universe is doing its evolutionary iteration process through you. You are compelled to optimize your inner state. Your ancestors were compelled to optimize the outer world. Survival consciousness for you feels like an impediment. But for most of the people around you, survival consciousness feels 100% necessary. They're not wrong and you're not right. It's just like the first group of chameleon lizards, right, that showed up on the planet who could change the pigment of their skin to better camouflage from predators that, that uh, you know, were around. You know, those, that wasn't wrong. It was just a iteration. And their ancestors, the, people, the other lizards around them, didn't have that mutation. But that mutation created a, a greater survivability. You want peace, most people want money, status, safety, pride, and power. One is not better than the other. They're both part of the infinite variety of expressions being created by this background field of energy and information that we all are, what we might call God, what we might call universal consciousness, whatever it is, that creative force. So let me step back. I wanna share how this revealed itself to me in my journey as both the devotee to uh, seeking happiness and success and the guy you know, who was hired to teach people how to get to happiness and success. So, you know, it was in 1989, at the beginning of my personal development studies, I was concerned with feeling better and becoming empowered by changing my emotions. So, you know, I did what everybody did. I, I used affirmations, I used visualizations, I did, I did things like NLP to manipulate my nervous system and get me to respond better. And, you know, it was like stand up and rapid breathing and beating my chest, you know. It changed my state temporarily, but, but not permanently. It was fun. But to create a permanent change in my response to life, I had to rise above manipulating my body to address my emotions. As I evolved, I realized that the nervous system was triggering my emotions in an effort to get me moving. And I realized that my emotions are a biological system that are really just designed to get you moving towards pleasure and away from pain. So it was like, hmm, you know, how do I get my emotions under control so I'm not so reactive? You know, I began to realize that my nervous system was influenced by my psychology. You know, how I saw things either created a moving towards energy or a moving away from response. But either way, I wasn't in control. It was like these urges. 
So for me, I stopped trying to tweak my nervous system by beating my chest and I started working on my context and this really changed everything. You know, much of, of what I'm teaching you in these, these videos, you know, this is, this is stuff that I've come across in, in my studies and my realizations and as a result of what I've achieved in my own personal development. And over the years, I became masterful at being able to control the drunk monkey in my head, my thoughts, right? I could, I could discipline my thoughts. I would bust the drunk monkey, tell it to shut up. I would repress it, right? Try to get it under control. And, and there seemed to be something underneath the drunk monkey that kept getting triggered that I, I couldn't seem to control. It's like, so no matter what, right? I try and I try and I try and I'd, I would, you know, push myself to be in a good state and I could, I could be there for long periods, but just periodically, I'd go berserk, you know, I'd become overwhelmed with sadness for no reason. My life was amazing, right? Or I would, I'd feel angry or upset. I'd go into these bad places. Out of nowhere, I'd feel powerless. Out of nowhere, I would become self-deprecating. And when I was in these degraded states, I made really bad decisions. I don't know about you. Made really bad decisions, you know, decisions that that produced results that were contrary to what I wanted. You know, I wanted peace and harmony, but I would create hostility or separation or divisiveness. I was constantly blinded in my early life by greed and I'd become afraid that there wasn't going to be enough money or business or clients or opportunity or food or whatever. Right. And it just it drove me to be reactive rather than strategic. I don't know about you, but I could control my body. I could control my emotions. I could control my mind. I had those skills and those techniques down and yet something knocked me off track. And through my meditation, through my help with my mentors, through the, the use of the muscle testing modality that I'll tell you about later, through thousands of hours of coaching calls with my clients, and ultimately the emergence of my silent mind, it became very clear to me that the drunk monkey is the effect of something, something deeper, something more pervasive. And that's when the hidden motives to survive started to appear. These are non-local aspects of consciousness. They're a part of your soul's memory known as karma. I mean, have you ever met someone whose presence instantly triggers you into annoyance? Well, that person was triggering something inside of you, maybe a grudge, maybe hatred, not, not even really have anything to do with them, but something gets triggered in you. Have you ever noticed that watching the news creates a feeling of powerlessness or anger or rage? The purpose of the news is to activate the victim consciousness so that we mobilize force to protect ourselves. You've done tons of work to forgive your parents, right? Come on, I know if you're watching this, you've done tons of work to forgive the people around you, yet they still trigger you into negativity, right? And that, that negativity might be resistance or it might be traitor getting activated. You know, so many people go into traitor with their parents. They feel like they have to hide who they really are in order to get their parents' approval, but they don't actually have to hide. It's like a, it's like a survival system that kicks in. It's totally normal to resist your parents' point of view and to take a stand that your point of view about life is right and to do it in a hidden fashion, right? You, you're hiding. Or if you're being bold, maybe you're taking on pride. At that moment, we get triggered by information that you perceive in that world. And, and that world is created, it's like a veil, it's like a filter. Our interaction with the world 
awakens memories in our soul. And those memories are in essence, the hidden motives to survive. A motive is being triggered and all the training in the world doesn't help you in those moments, right? I mean, you can train and train and train as much as you want and, and, and that darn momentum kicks in and next thing you know, you're just going into these weird negative states, hidden motives to survive. Now, they're not a part of personal development, right? You can't go to a seminar and learn about them. Um, they're not really part of the religious setting. I haven't found any religions or, or um, you know, spiritual methodologies that deal with these. They don't, they don't get addressed in the New Age studies. So I want to go through with you the list of hidden motives to survive again. And I want you to just see which ones jump out at you. So I did it in the last video, just kind of cursory. I'm going to dive a little deeper here on this one. Pride. So it's often experienced as arrogance, trying to be more important and prove that you are above others, overly attached to being right about things, trying to look smarter than other people. It's the quality of having an excessively high opinion of yourself. And it usually is, if you dig deep, you realize it's being spurred by insecurity. Greed. It's the fear that there won't be enough. There won't be enough opportunity. There won't be enough time. There won't be enough love. There won't be enough money. There won't be enough resource. It's, a, it's an intense and selfish desire for something for fear of not having enough. Victim. It's pretty common for people like you and I to think about victim, but victim is really just feeling powerless as if life is out of your control. And it's very common. Illogical rules. This one really blindsided me. It took a lot of, of discernment to figure out what this was, but it's unconsciously following rules that don't exist, but that degrade you. It's believing that these rules are appropriate, important, or valuable, even though with examination, they aren't real and making your, and following them makes your life worse. Being humble. Now, this one blindsided me because I was uh, convinced that being humble was the right thing to do. But ultimately, being humble is a survival strategy. It's um, you making yourself lower or less important than other people so that you avoid disrupting them. In other words, you make yourself humble because you know that people are insecure. And when you become fully present and in your power, uh, the insecure people around you are disrupted. So humble is a survival system. Traitor. Traitor is a biggie, especially if you're a, a spiritual type like you and you believe in um, peace and joy and love and happiness and fulfillment. You know, that's, that disrupts the status quo. Uh, the people around you are divisive. They, they are arrogant. They think they're right. They think their way is the right way. Um, they take positions on things. So um, it's often easier just to hide what you really feel and what you really think because you don't want to lose the benefits. So you hide yourself. That's traitor. Then there's lazy. Lazy is essentially avoiding the hard things in an, eff in an effort to keep a benefit, right? So, um, so often lazy comes up at my seminars because people are like, I don't want to go through all the work. I just want the result. That's an expression. It's a survival strategy, right? I'm, I'm just going to chill out, right? Uh, luxury, for example, is an aspect of lazy. So it's avoiding activity or exertion, not energetic or vigorous. Then you have resistance. 
and that's pushing against ideas, activities, and people in an effort to protect yourself against the loss of a benefit. So you resist, right? You, you fear the negative future. You resist it. You fear the consequence, resistance. But that's distinct from hatred. Hatred is intense dislike, intense ill will, right? We, we, we hate people who do it like that. And I hate that and I don't like that. So when you like go like, I just don't like when people do that. That's an expression of hatred. It's, it's broken expectations. It's fear of, of differences that turn into anger. And then finally grudges, which is just like a, it's a little different variation on hatred. So hatred is like, right? Grudges is like, I'm holding on to this. I'm holding on to this persistent feeling of ill will to make sure that bad things won't happen again. So I hold the grudge and the objective of holding the grudge is to make sure that I remember this bad thing so that it doesn't happen again. Now, I suspect that one or more of those things has jumped out at you. Here's the bad news. It's the bad news and the good news. The bad news is 100% of every one of us is being affected by all 10 all the time. They're in there. They're in there. I have worked on for years now, years, healing my own consciousness and removing these things and coming to a state of neutrality so that I can be in a pervasive state of optimism and peace and joy. And I will tell you that, that I have tripped across every one of those motives in my own process of working on healing my consciousness. These motives are, are pervasive throughout human consciousness. I'm, they're like, a, it's, a, it's a survival iteration. It's what's been, you know, it, it works. These things work. And they're the driving energy behind probably 90, maybe even, I mean, let's, I'm, I'm just estimating, right? But you've been working on yourself, so it's not 100%, but, but likely 90% or more of your decisions are being affected by this. Your relationships, where you live, who you live with, your job, your hobbies, you know, your drive for inner peace. It's all being driven by the hidden motives to survive. Unfortunately, you and I are going to have to deal with these things. And you're going to have to deal with one of the worst ones, which is that the drunk monkey takes control of your enlightened process. And the drunk monkey basically says being enlightened is a survival strategy. Your drive to be enlightened is actually being driven by the unconscious motives and these hidden motives to survive. So that, you know, the drunk monkey actually believes that being enlightened is a good survival strategy and which is great, actually, because um, it'll drive you to study this. And when it does, uh, it'll destroy itself in the process. So if you want a quiet mind and, and you want to live with an epic life, then you have to look yourself in the mirror and you have to admit that there is this sewer of of survival consciousness underneath your beautiful rose garden and that, you know, you have done all this work to be a positive, happy, joyous, peaceful, loving, kind person. And yet you still got this stuff that's that's running in the background. And when one or more of these motives for survival are activated in your consciousness, you malfunction and you know that you're malfunctioning because you don't feel good. You don't you don't feel happy and lit up when everything is functioning. You're happy, lit up, you're joyous. The integrity of your consciousness becomes incomplete or out of sorts rather than whole and complete. And that becomes apparent because your life stops working the way that you want. You stop feeling good. 
And when life isn't working, that's an indicator. You know, you're not happy and energized. You're not lit up. And your personal system is compromised. That's how you know. So as you train yourself in this methodology, you're going to get, you know, tipped off that a motivate, you know, a motivator or a motive, a, a, a motivator, a motive is present because the hidden motives are constantly tripping the unconscious reflexes of the drunk monkey. And the drunk monkey, much easier to see than the hidden motives, okay? Because um, the hidden motives are hidden. The drunk monkey is totally obvious. And it's, it's possible that you'll just work on the drunk monkey and that'll be your total focus for a while. It doesn't matter. It's all good. But over the years, I've seen that the ability to correct the imbalances in your consciousness, the imbalances of the hidden motives to survive, they often take an outside source, right? You have to like be a part of a group who's focused on that. And that's what helps you. You create that structure because they live in the denial mechanism. They live in the denial system. Nobody's thinking about this stuff. People are just surviving. So it's going to take some time for you to heal this part of your consciousness. But together, ultimately, what are we doing? We're updating the energy and information system that you might call your soul. We're updating it with this new enlightened information. It's, it's like you're a computer, okay? You don't see everything that's, that is running underneath, right? You just see the result of the software. You see the graphical user interface. And the drunk monkey is like that. The drunk monkey is the graphical user interface. So you can see that. But the hidden motives, that, that's the code that is creating the drunk monkey. Each hidden motive to survive is unconscious. And it's literally driving you. It's like a filter. You're blind to it. You can't even see the light that it's blocking, right? Um, you're like a person who needs glasses but doesn't know it. And then you start wearing glasses and you're like, whoa, wow, I've been missing so much. And this is about to happen to you in every aspect of your life. Your eyes are about to be opened. The hidden motives to survive are distracting you from having quiet mind, epic life. They're causing you to see the world through survival consciousness, yet you're driven to see the world with enlightened consciousness. Intuitively, you know that all is well, yet the hidden motives keep that just out of reach. These 10 hidden motives are creating unnecessary fear, doubt, frustration, and uncertainty where there can easily be curiosity, joy, creativity, and inspiration. So today, for this daily enlightenment, I just want you to notice. Just use your awareness to see the hidden motives running the show. And then reach for all as well. Enlightenment is the recognition that the source of life within you is the source of life for everyone and everything. We are all one thing expressing itself with infinite variety. All is well, my friend.